0: Today's program was brought to you by Bonnie Plants, bonnieplants.com.
1: Hi, this is Celia Kutcher, host of Animal Instinct, and you are listening to Heritage Radio
2: Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit
1: heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
3: Welcome to the main course on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm Alexis McLaughlin, here with my Devonair uh, co-host, Phil. Ooh, hi. Philip Gilmore, hi. Hi. Happy oh. Sunday. Happy Sunday. Gr- Good morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, we're, it's, we always blow that. It's it's the afternoon.
0: It's the afternoon, and it's not Sunday, but that's okay.
3: <laughs> but we're really excited. The reason it's the afternoon is because we had an opportunity to get Kim Reed on air with us. and It's actually
0: pronounced Kim Reed.
3: Re- yes. I thought it was exactly. <laughs> And even more exciting, we have the man himself, Patrick Martins, in it, studio. When wow.
2: Phil and I are in studio together, it goes from heritageradionetwork.org to heritageradionetwork.org. <laughs>
3: Well, glad I could be here for that one. Yeah, <laughs> Kim is really excited. That I'm she out. Her schedule. That was
0: a lot from all three. I'm out. Peace <laughs> out, everyone.
3: Mending no! on the to- high note. Um,
0: it, it's good to have you back though on the show. Thanks for having me. How was your How was President? I'm uh, your vacation. <laughs> no. Um,
2: all of these. You like my new tats, my yeah. black ink tats? Yeah. Uh, no, I was uh, I was away for a while, but I'm back. Nice. Yeah, yeah. popping in, popping in, and uh, I couldn't not be here. Um, it's still, you know, the main course, and Kim was in, and I'd always wanted to interview Kim and and people who do that job, which is very unique. Well, we job. haven't
3: even introduced oh, yet. Sorry, <laughs> um,
2: I couldn't miss it, so that's
3: so, why I'm here too. Thank you. <laughs> um, Kim is is essentially you are Joe Bastianich's right hand. Yes a good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, uh, f- for everyone uh, who's not familiar with Joe Bastianich, he's um, half of the Bastianich and Batali restaurant group uh, with Mario Batali. He's author of The uh, Restaurant Man. Uh, that he wrote with um, Mike Edison.
2: He's a celebrity, a TV celebrity now.
3: TV yeah, he celebrity He can't
2: walk now. down a uh, street in Italy That's
1: without very being true. accosted. That's very true. I they have are. to
0: I have to give him props because MasterChef Junior is like pretty much my favorite show ever.
1: MasterChef Junior is a great show. MasterChef
0: Junior is so I beautiful. I love it so much.
1: Yeah, the kids are adorable. Yeah,
0: the kids, they, they, they're so passionate and they, you know, I ah, love it. Even the little ones that cut their wrists because they lost and stuff like that.
2: Or is
1: I don't everyone think we've had any of that happen yet, but it's it's come close
3: with,
0: with three hundred dollar knives.
3: <laughs> Those knives are sharp. I mean, it's plausible.
0: Yeah,
3: safety knives on Master Chef Junior.
2: So that's a lot. I mean, have we said everything? I mean, we to understand what you do, we need to understand what Joe does. So he does.
1: Well, television has definitely been, you know, over the last couple of years, something big that's been happening for him, especially um, not just here in the U.S., but in Italy, as you mentioned. Um, He's actually over there shooting the um, Italian version of MasterChef. He's done that franchise, too. So there's that, and also, I mean, something huge, a a big game game changer for he and Mario and Lydia is their partnership in uh, Italy, in North America and South America, and that's definitely a big part of my work as well so that really
2: has transformed the way people interface with food I mean
1: absolutely it's already been
2: copied in fact and the French just opened a big kind of similar store so what is people, so unique about it
1: I think people really like the concept I mean before Italy in New York there really wasn't a place at least that I was aware of where you could go and you can you can eat and you can shop. You can take a glass of wine and walk around and do your grocery shopping. You can sample at the restaurants um, what it is exactly you're going to buy. Uh, and I think that's important. It's just we we didn't really have that concept here. So And it works. New Yorkers love it. Tourists mm-hmm. love it. Um, it's a fun place to be. It's, it's busy. It's crowded. I mean, I, I don't think I've
3: ever been in there without... It just, being a mob yeah. scene, well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah but it,
1: you know, it's not even a mob scene because
3: everything's in its place. But it's just buzzing. It it's, is. I think the third really most visited indoor space
2: in New York, yeah, after I heard the that. Empire State Building and or it's the like Met rep- or the MoMA. Yeah,
1: yeah, which yeah, is unbelievable that's pretty impressive.
3: because those are. I mean that you know
0: ten thousand a day.
3: Yeah, kind of museums that are meant for people to just visit. Sure, they're known all over the world, and I I guess
1: Italy is now too. But um, it is a
3: museum of Italian food
2: (laughs) in a way, but an interactive museum. Teleport twenty dollars out of your wallet
0: just by walking in there.
1: (laughs) That's probably true too. (laughs) uh,
2: At least
0: (laughs) just an idea. If they charge two dollars at the door, boom. Oh, (laughs) Phil.
1: It probably wouldn't be the third most visited tourist destination in New York if we (laughs) did that, but maybe. It
2: keeps the riffraff out. You should get a few cents for that if it ever happens. Please, please.
1: Yeah, 10
3: 10 cents for every every $2. Well, no, uh, he shouldn't. He should not get anything, but he
2: should not be forced to pay the $2 if that's... policy got some well you could do it like you, you validated could par-
0: you could do it like validated parking you could actually charge them two dollars and then if you buy something the two dollars is taken off
1: Ooh.
0: that's if it gets
1: not, really full not my call but I'll, I'll pass it on to the powers that be has that
3: yeah <laughs> Kim's like I don't know if we need that kind of revenue. I think no. I think Italy's doing all right without.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're we're doing well. We're lucky. I mean, there are. It, it's very busy. It can be hard to walk around in there sometimes. But you know, there are definitely worse problems that you could have. So.
2: Now Joe we're is lucky. also on a reality TV show that funds entrepreneur or funds restaurants.
1: Restaurant basically. startup on Rest- CNBC. And who yes. does he do it with? Uh, Chef Tim Love. Tim Love from Texas.
2: It is a, a fun show. I mean, I kind of yeah. want to try to run my steakhouse idea uh, on that show, if you can get me out. But that's not what this is about. <laughs> but it is a very interesting thing. We'll put you
1: in <laughs> touch with casting for sure, Patrick.
2: So uh, how many restaurants does that make Joe own now? Does he own the ones that he invests in?
1: Um, no, not necessarily. It's, it's, I think it's more of just straight investments. I don't think that there's any ownership that's happened in anything thus far mm-hmm. out of the three seasons you never know in the future um but for joe uh, b&b hospitality group has i believe 30 restaurants worldwide now mm-hmm. and that's not including um the seven full service restaurants that we have at eatley new york and i believe there's six in Italy, chicago mm-hmm. so it's a lot
0: where's the where's the uh, next Italy gonna be
1: the next eatley i know that we're gonna be opening up in boston and los angeles mm-hmm. time frame i'm not Quite privy to, yeah. but um, you know, next couple of years. Patrick, so that's Patrick exciting.
0: Patrick mentioned uh, North and South America, so what. Uh,
1: well, Italy's what... Sao Paulo is opening up next week. Oh, wow. amazing. In Brazil. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's so much fun. That's very exciting.
0: And then what, where, what other cities are on the docket?
1: I think that's really all that's in the, in the works for now LA and Boston. LA and Boston. LA, Boston, and, and, and Sao Paulo, which Sao Paulo. is opening Those next are the week. Three. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of interest from a lot of other places, but, you know, it's can only do so much at a time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, I wanted to ask you now, what are the challenges? I mean, you basically have to be somebody else in a way. Yeah. Because that's very
1: true. That's that is very true. I think that's a good way to describe a lot of uh, uh, what I do for Joe in terms of challenges. I think it's just a, a big challenge that's always been from day one is handling the volume of work that comes in and
0: um, what are your what are your <laughs> <like>? you just <laughs> got case. overwhelmed
1: <laughs> she, she over... just remembered
0: 18 things she forgot to do
1: actually yes yeah. no I, I'm what, overwhelmed what are, what are,
0: what are, just walk us through a day what are your daily responsibilities
1: daily responsibilities well the, the emails never stop and we kind of live and die by emails that's sort of the lifeline because yeah. there's a lot of business now in Los Angeles there's business in Italy so my inbox is getting flooded pretty much around the clock so I have this bad habit of when I wake up in the morning, picking up the phone before I do anything and checking email. I think maybe every other day I've been successful at stopping myself from doing that and not really looking at it until I get into the office. Um, But sometimes you just have to. Um, So it's a lot. I come in, and it, it really depends on what comes in. If Joe's in town and he's in New York, we generally have meetings or you know, maybe he's on the today show and I'm helping him prep for that. So it, it could be any number of things. Um, but basically you never really know what your day is going to be like when you walk in in the morning. Mm-hmm. It depends on what, what comes at you. Are you, are you most,
0: are you mostly based in New York or do you, do, do you travel with him as well?
1: Primarily I'm based in New York. Um, I actually, cause it's uh, his home base. It's basically. his, it's his home base for, I would say about half the year, but that, that's sort of changing too. Um, I mentioned Master Chef Italy. Joe is uh, was nice enough to let me come and live with him for the summer, uh, for two summers with him and his family in Milan. So I don't oh, know many nice bosses summer. that would that's do that. Nice. That was a great summer. I mean there was, it's a lot of work. You're you're living with your boss so you're never really off, but your boss is also, you know, to some extent your friend and you know, I've worked for him for about fourteen years, mm-hmm. so there's that aspect and you know, he, he can really be a lot of fun. So it was it was a good time. For
2: sure. Now, one of the things you must deal with all the time is favors. Can Joe yes. come here? Can Joe? Can I get a reservation? Oh, yes. uh, yeah. Can you get Joe to call me back? I mean, how do you navigate <laughs> can you get Joe to call me what up? to share and with him and what not to and who to be good to? and.
1: You know, I think that's something that just comes over time. And for me, when I first started, I think I had a, a little bit of a leg up just because I had worked at Babo for he and Mario part time for at that time, it was probably eight years. So I already kind of knew some of the players. I already knew, you know, who was significant in that world, um, just from being at their flagship restaurant for so long. So it made things a lot easier. And I try to, I try to not bother him as much as I possibly can, just to give him whatever time he needs. But um, the nice thing about working for the company for so long is that I know everyone. You know, Almost everybody started off at Babo or at Oto, so there's a lot of other people I can call if I really need help and I get stuck with something. So we're, we're a good little family at BBHG. It's nice.
2: <laughs> uh, a nice uh, small community of 3,700
1: employees. <laughs> well, we've gotten pretty big over the last 14 years for sure. Am
2: I allowed to ask how many employees uh, are part of the total... HG?
1: That's a good question. I want to say 2000, 2000. but wow. that's, that doesn't count. Um, well, that's also LA yeah. and Las Vegas. Um, but I think uh, Italy has Italy, New York has 700 and I think it's about the same for Italy, Chicago. So wow. it's getting bigger.
2: And what's your favorite dish? Not not restaurant, just the favorite My dish.
1: Favorite dish. I mean, dish. to go. What
2: restaurant would you go to to have uh, your favorite dish?
1: Babo. Babo. Sure. Yeah, so. yeah, I learned how to Frank. eat at Babo. I learned about food. So. What 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 what? Yeah. Dish, what's your favorite at Babo? The goose liver ravioli, mm, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's excellent.
2: Frank, huh? he's got uh, that. They say the most difficult station in all New York food scene, all kitchens. The Babo pasta kitchen. So many pastas all going at once
1: it's a tiny space actually i think it might be even worse for rebecca who does pastry Mm. it's about maybe two feet across that's what she works (laughs) with really i don't think it's much bigger than that it's tiny and you know the covers that we sort of pump out every night it's amazing that they do what they do
0: how many people does babo seat
1: babo seats 80 80, 80 i think i really should know that but
2: now, back to the original line of questioning was uh, now, are there protocols that you need to look to, like how people are in different parts of the world, or do you just always go by gut? Like, this is the right way for Joe to respond to, to this, this person, I guess. Or I, that person, yeah. I probably
1: do go by gut, but I learned a lot by watching him. Uh-huh. You know, I, I can tell, you know, the way he would want me to respond to someone just by the way he maybe gives me their contact information. And at this point, it's been. I mean, it's been so many years. It's been five years since I took over this post. But like I said, it's probably been 14 since I first started with him. So I, I, he doesn't really have to say much at this point. I know, I know what he needs.
2: You're like Radar.
1: Kind of, yeah.
3: <laughs> um, I think we got to go to a quick break, and we'll be back in to speak more with Kim Reed.
1: To Kill Me in the Summertime by Dead Stars. This is the main course on heritageradionetwork.org.
0: be the answer to a better garden absolutely it's the new free app homegrown with bonnie plants note track and photograph your garden's progress personalize your weather and reminders get variety info grow guides hands-free dictation and more the homegrown with bonnie plants app the sharpest tool in your garden download it free on
3: the app store Welcome back to the main course. We're here with Kim Reed, Joe Bastianich's right hand, uh, talking a little bit more about what it takes to work really closely with someone and and just uh, in that in that environment and industry. Um, uh, we want to talk. Uh, you know, something we didn't bring up before is you know Joe's Joe's mom, uh, Lydia Bastianich, is is a really recognizable name and important name herself uh, mm-hmm. in in food and someone that they you know work together and partner um they have a restaurant now in italy um can that, you talk they a actually, more about
1: that absolutely it's called Orsone. they um just opened it up last year it's uh in cividale del friuli and it's really their first venture in italy so that was uh that was very exciting for us to to sort of help him through um we actually have some of our staff who formerly were at Del Posto come out, and uh, Chef Eduardo Vallelobo is our executive chef. He's formerly uh, worked under Mark Ladner at Del Posto. So it's, uh, it's exciting. I stayed there, actually. I, I took a vacation to get away from work. <laughs> I, I ended up staying um, on the property for about a week, but it was great. I have a lot of friends there, and it's, uh, it's really amazing food, beautiful scenery. so. I don't know if this is a silly question, but do you speak Italian? I speak a little Italian. I learned for the job. Yeah. It became pretty necessary once he started doing TV over there. So, um, so not great at it? it. Can you write I'm it? I'm actually much better at reading and writing because mm-hmm. I check his emails all day. And I see. Yeah. So better, better at that than speaking for sure. Um, I, bet,
3: was, I bet that's really expanded your job just being you know international you know going international with oh absolutely
1: it. yeah I mean I think one of the nice things about working for Joe is he really as he grew and expanded his interests and his endeavors he really never withheld anything from me and I think you can look at it as well he, he just threw everything at me or you can look at it as he gave me the opportunity to get into pretty much everything that he was doing and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the opportunity, but I'm grateful that he had enough trust in me to give me things that he knew I had never, never done before. And um, to have someone like him have that kind of confidence in you is, uh, it feels good. It's inspiring. It's great.
2: Now, uh, you also have the added challenge of having prior to work with Mario Batali's. Yes. Uh, was it Pam Louie, and now he has oh, yes. yep. because I mean sometimes I have to do stuff together. So there's the whole coordinating of the yep. partnerships.
1: Yeah, well, we all have really, really good teams now. Uh, Mario has Pam Louie, who's been uh, with him for I want to say she's been on board for ten years. So mm-hmm. she, she, I mean, she knows him very well. Uh, David Gruber is also part of his team. He was actually our Cracker Jack intern at Italy when we opened Eataly New York. That a
2: of a crackerjack. He is.
1: He's great. I was a, a big advocate for when they were interviewing him, for hiring him. He's, uh, he's What's a great a
3: crackerjack intern?
1: He's a really stellar intern. Oh. So, yeah, somebody who's really great.
3: Um, I never heard the term.
1: I'd yeah.
2: never they intern. crackle. They crackle with activity and <laughs> I think No, I think it's they come with a little like prize inside notch. of them. Maybe. Maybe yeah. that's
1: it. Like, top notch. And uh, Tess Koenig is also part of Mario's team. And uh, we have two others now. We have a great Italian assistant, Lara Dotti. I think I'd die without her. Uh, just got to a point we really needed some help over there. And uh, Leah Ciao, Cortez, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Leah Cortez also, who works with me in the New York office. So hmm. that's good. We have a good team.
3: How has you know? How have your roles specifically changed? I mean, with the introduction of Italy and the television and you know joe wrote a book i feel like it's just there's so many different avenues that have opened up since the time that you've been been working with him
1: i think you know when when you say it all and you look at it all together it seems overwhelming and it it, you kind of wonder how did you do it or how did i do it or how did joe and i do it just ourselves um without any other support in the office for so long before the others came on board but you know everything Everything didn't really come at once. Um, It definitely evolved over time, which was good. Um, But you take everything as it comes. Uh, As I was saying earlier, you you never really know what's going to be hitting your inbox. (laughs) You work with it as it goes. And I think it's easy to take on so many things when it's fun. And you're also working with your friends. And your partners are your friends. It makes it easy. It doesn't feel like work. Uh, But there was no real significant Point where there was a major change, it all just sort of evolved.
3: Yeah, you know, it, it brings up another point of when you work so closely with someone, you have to be compatible with them. At, you know, in oh, sure. as a friendship, like Patrick and I, I, we we we, we work close. We're can just finish, finish each other's, each other's sentences. sentences. <laughs> it's it's so second nature. nature
2: yeah, I no, mean, you,
3: it's like the tweets. I, yeah, it's like the tweets that
1: he's writing,
3: or I've already written, or something. <laughs>
1: No, I think, I think you make a good point. You have to. I mean, I talk to Joe probably more than I talk to anybody else in my life because I talk to him all day, every day, even on the weekends. Um, I mean, you, you have to like each other. I don't think that I would th- have this experience and think it was fun if I didn't like him or his endeavors. But
2: what are you talking to him about each day? I mean, I know you kind of touched upon this, but, like, did they pick you up? Uh, were they? Were you there, or you got this new email? I, I need to know how sometimes, to answer it.
1: Sometimes, sometimes, all, all of that. I mean, we're just basically in communication every day as things evolve with with the various aspects. of Do you of still use Joe. a travel agent, uh, like
2: old school? Because you probably need one. we when...
1: no. We usually don't use travel agents. You just buy the no, travel? They actually own a travel no.
0: agency oh. no? They actually opened up the.
1: That's the next venture. It's maybe. in the taxi. Does maybe. Joe still own a taxi? He does. Oh, yeah. cool. He does. That's he very cool.
2: Where did you grow really? up?
1: Um, I grew up all up and down the East Coast. I grew up uh, in Southwest Florida for a time, North Carolina, and um, upstate New York. Southwest Sarasota. Florida over there. What in part North of Florida Carolina. are you from? Naples. Fort Myers. Oh. There you go. Way. West Palm Navers. Beach in the house. Wow. Nice. Nice. Um, but New York City is the longest place that I've ever lived, and it was uh, my choice. Um, I actually started working for Mario and Joe about six months after I moved here. I came What to year I'm, was that? It was uh, 2000, and I started working for them January of 2001. Um, I kind of wandered into Babo one day looking for a job just to...
2: You make yourself sound so
1: (laughs) (laughs) pathetic.
2: (laughs) I walked out of the park, walked into Babo.
1: No, I literally wandered in there one day just looking for a job. I heard there was uh, hostess positions open, and um, I was getting my master's degree in social work, and I actually did do that for 10 years Mm. while keeping Babo couple of shifts a week nice yeah. by the
2: way joe still worked uh at the host desk of babo a few nights a week back in 2000 right or, or 1998 something he and like
1: that. mario were there often the it's first a, couple of years that i was there and yeah. they really knew they really knew everybody they knew the names of the back waiters their their families um they were around a lot for sure.
2: Yeah, it's just so funny. A lot has changed since then. You know, not all at once, but still, it's a big
3: change.
1: Yeah, I remember when they were opening up Oto and to me it felt like Oh my gosh, they have so many restaurants. It really was four. <laughs> I had I no t- idea what I'd be getting into later. Wow.
2: Mark Ladner and Jason Denton were like aching over this decision to buy a big table at Lupa, you know, a big family style <laughs> yeah. table. And they were like, we can't do it. We This will end everything. And now they laugh because yeah. they, they definitely can afford it. <laughs> but then now you're opening an auto in Boston too, right? Because I know Dan Johan spent some time there. Was that for we Italy did. or uh,
1: no? We did. That's separate. That's uh, BBHG, and it's actually uh, Babo uh, Pizzeria in Anoteca. It's uh, it's modeled after Otto, though, but we call it Babo, and uh, it's doing really well. I haven't been able to get up there yet, but do you think there's soon.
2: a people or a population that would not be receptive to a B&B hospitality group thing like mm. in Alaska or China or I mean is there, <laughs> Or do you think it's just I a don't concept think so. that works?
1: I think it's a concept that works. I think that, you know, Italian food is beloved the world over and they do it right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Wine program is always strong and people like to drink too. So
2: we even just got back from a big staff dinner at Becco, which is really one of the old ones pre Mario. And we ate so well and it was so much fun. And oh, Billy good. the chef was there. And yeah, they That's really wonderful. do know how to do Italian.
1: Yeah, yeah. Billy's fantastic. They're, they're a good team over there at Becco. It's you know Italian food is
3: one of those hard things because it's so prevalent in our culture, but in you know the wrong or you know a,
1: not always the, the American way to you know right. spaghetti
3: and meatballs. It's 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 hard to find a good Italian restaurant or always was to find like a good Italian meal that had authenticity yeah. and, and
1: I think Mario and Joe enjoyable. really really do it right.
0: I actually I actually lived in Italy uh, for almost a year and I didn't hear one person say prosciutto. Prosciutto. Oh prosciut. my God. Mozzarella. Yeah. I I
3: it's so weird. Nobody Serena gets, <laughs> gets on our case. She's, I mean, from Italy. When we say prosciutto, she's like, it's prosciutto. Oh, yeah.
2: cappagoule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it is crazy. And then it's funny. These Italians come to America and solidify. They ossify into this little. They create this wall to really protect themselves and actually remain much more behind. Even the Sicilians and stuff who were kind of changing with the times, and yet you go to a neighborhood in Brooklyn and there's like everything is 1880s. So, you
3: know, <laughs> they just well they just came and stopped, but they they took the culture at the time that they came with <laughs> and stopped. And, it. But they didn't have anything to to push it forward. Yeah, it's it's like I, I have a Cuban friends who learned. Uh, Spanish from their parents. And so, like, their parents' idea of Cuba is, is just stopped whenever they left mm-hmm. Cuba, and the, the Spanish is very proper. And then they meet younger Cuban kids that are like, que bola, you know, acere. and they're just, you know, slang they don't terms. Know what to do. Now, yeah. will
2: there ever be a French restaurant or a Japanese restaurant in the, hmm. even in the wild district? I know once they have Bistro Duval in Times Square, near Times Square.
1: You know, I, I don't think so. Yeah, it's funny. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. (laughs) But, I mean, there must always
2: be a temptation to be like, we're going to do, well, I guess Italy offers you fish restaurants, right? Like Esca, Crudo... You can do it all. There's a the lot time. of different
1: things you can do with Italian cuisine. And we have Spanish too. We have Casamono with uh, Chef Andy Newser. That's love probably a bit of a departure for Where us. Where is Andy? Yeah, Casamono's is great. Um, Andy is uh, one of the managing partners at uh, Casamono and also the Terry Lodges. Terry Lodges yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Very, very Formerly cool. Formerly at Babo. So uh, what's next? Uh, is there a website that people can follow, uh, openings <laughs> and things like that? I mean, how, what's I actually, the best way to interface? I think
1: social media. Uh, Mario and Joe's uh, social media outlets are probably the most current, most up to date. You know, they're always tweeting about something. So, do you it's tweet good to pay attention for to. For him
2: too.
1: You know, he really handles Twitter on his own.
2: Really?
1: Yeah, he does. He does. I'm not a big, uh, not a big tweeter. <laughs> <laughs> tweet,
2: tweet. Facebook, fa- Instagram. Do you Facebook, do all that for him? Instagram. I
1: mean, we, we help him with that, but he he has a pretty big hand in it. He loves Instagram. He likes mm. to do Instagram himself. You see all those pictures of his shoes from Italy today. <laughs> the Italian fans love his shoes, so I've <laughs> <That's laughs> got to keep awesome. them. Happy. To him. Yeah, exactly.
3: Um, reach Down.
1: Uh, is there anything?
2: Did we did? have? A, uh, did you ask all your questions? This interview. Do went we want to right rap?
3: Back. Do we want a rapid fire random yes. random questions now? Just to keep him on our toes. Rapid
2: fire. Go for Go. it. I'm
3: ready. Um, you, uh, so Joe plays music. He does. Do you like it? I do. What's the favorite song that he plays?
1: Favorite song that he plays is probably a song that was written by our friend Mike C., who he performs with regularly. Take Me Down. It's not my favorite. I can't think of my name of the favorite. We'll, um, we'll take it. We'll, we'll take it. Take Me Down. Take Me Down is a good one. Do you Maybe. know Mike Edison? I do know Mike Edison. Sharky. <laughs> care, care, com- care to
0: comment? Yes.
1: <laughs> Sharky's a great guy. Sharky actually has uh, taught me a lot about music. Uh, and writing. He's, he's an interesting cat. He's a good guy.
0: Who's he taught Joe's, Patrick everything he knows, actually. Who's Joe's best friend?
1: Joe's best friend is a gentleman named Mark Flamino, who he grew up with. Good friend of his.
0: Who, who's your best friend? Yes.
1: Who's my best friend? It's actually a hard. One. I have a lot of best friends. Okay, yeah, I have a lot. Of, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. We don't want anybody getting their feelings hurt. By exactly. You.
1: <laughs> all, exactly.
3: All, all can't leave
0: them. anyone out. No, great
3: opportunity to name <laughs> <to Earth is laughs> one <my best> person <laughs> and,
1: and then just tell them to listen. You know.
2: Is it yeah. true a truck drove into the Mozza dining room it two did. weeks ago?
1: It did. That was scary. We reopened last week, um, but uh, I mean that's something you certainly never saw coming
2: thank god no one got hurt it was in the middle of the actually, night. actually
1: one right? of our one of our prep cooks did get hurt one of our prep cooks went to the hospital but he's out i don't okay. think it was anything that was super critical but still i mean could you imagine
2: was that bruce jenner was shift? driving it is that true <laughs> bruce jenner was not driving it definitely
0: <laughs> bruce jenner actually was working there. <laughs> he was, yeah. he, he, was the, he was the bus boy
3: hashtag bruce jenner
0: the br- bus person i'm sorry he was the bus person
2: no. Where is your favorite place to work? Uh, what city? And uh, Joe's, wh- where would you both be in Italy if you could? Outside of New York, obviously.
1: Um, yeah, I think Milan. I'd go back to Milan in a heartbeat. It's a, it's a great city. It's a lot of fun. It's a different perspective being there with Joe than being with him in New York. just because he is so famous, and it's a little strange, but it's also exciting. Um, and I have a lot of Italian friends now, uh, so I, I have a lot of respect for Italy. I like Milan.
2: Is it true that Carnivores Manifesto was Joe's favorite book of 2014? <laughs> it
1: was absolutely true. Nice. Absolutely I knew true. It.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, if you were if you were
3: gonna call call into work and play hooky, what excuse would you use? That you think. Joe might buy
1: Honestly I would I've never even So much as called in sick Um, I I don't really need To call in I mean no matter What I said He would would know anyways He knows me just as well As as I know him Are you a um, good liar? I am, but definitely not to him. He knows me too well. I don't but know if you're I really wouldn't have to. <laughs> He's—I mean, he's a—he's known for being tough, but actually, he's a—he's a pretty fair. He's a pretty cool boss. If I needed a day, he'd say, "Take it, have fun."
2: Well, if you read Restaurant Man, I mean, he's a much nicer guy than Restaurant Man leads you to believe. It. It's certainly the first few pages, anyway.
1: Yeah, he is a really nice guy. I think he just—you know—the side that you see, you know, especially the the Master Chef persona, being really yeah. tough. You know, that's certainly an aspect of his personality. That that's how he is when he's serious about business. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there's a whole other side of Joe that's a lot of fun. With something we wouldn't yeah. expect.
3: But that's, you know,
1: something part of his
3: personality or part of his routine. He, he still? I
1: still see him, even if he's in a an Armani suit, if he's in one of his restaurants and there's garbage on the floor, he will bend over and pick it up. If a table needs to be bust, he will... He
2: He will yell at the busboy.
1: No. (laughs) If there's no busboy around at the moment, he will do it himself. I mean, obviously not at Del Posto, but, um, you know, he's really very down-to-earth. He's still very much... you know, that host mentality. Um, hospitality is, I think, a big thing for him, also for Lydia as well. I think it's just very much instilled in him. And
2: Will he play the piano at Del Posto if the pianist is sick?
1: No, but he would play guitar. <laughs> he would. He would play guitar. He'd bring, he'd bring his band the ramps, and, and they would play that for sure. The Del
3: Posto pianist is the greatest musician in the world. You go in there, and you can just hear, like, Old Kurt, hair metal great. covers like done, like really <laughs> elegantly. You're having like a four star Italian dinner, and it's just how like, do I know
1: that tune? What yeah. Is that Van oh, Halen? Uh, <laughs>
2: so, has his I know he runs uh, uh races now and is, is super in shape, and he's lost a lot of weight over the years. Uh, has that changed your eating habits? And uh, does he still party and drink a lot too much sometimes?
1: Um, <laughs> well, he does like wine. Um, I think he he does everything in moderation he's he 's pretty good um, I think it would have to be i mean he 's so busy he doesn 't really have time to you know in, indulge a lot no one does you 're always on the go um, in terms of changing my eating habits no, not really i mean i 've always been been lucky since I moved to new york i 've been affiliated with this company and a lot of friends who are chefs and let's face it i'm i'm too busy to overindulge so. <laughs> how often do you eat yeah. out and how often
3: are you you know out dining about in and restaurants yeah. that's one of the things about being in the industry you tend to be not as well fed
1: you do but it's not always dining out as you as you would as a guest you know sometimes yeah. it's behind the scenes when you're in the kitchen picking at this you get a taste of that Dining out though for me now, probably only three or four times a week oh you know, that's we're, it we're what, what, what
0: what percentage do you get off the check at Bobbo, and will you take us with you yeah.
2: <laughs> that is a lot four or five to- I mean four times a week is a lot. I mean most people don't do that i I've done that for many years of my life Well, I mean work. this
1: is
3: New York where that's well, that's actually be, pretty standard yeah it doesn't yeah. have to be that's a true. you like, know a
1: three course you know four course dinner at del posto it's usually something something quick at a one of the bars somewhere but you have to get out you have to try new places i have a
2: friend in l.a never been out at all ever not once
1: are we gonna visit them yes
2: <laughs> we have to go to their house But uh, this has been really interesting. Of course, Heritage Foods exists because of the B&B hospitality group. At the time, it was just Lupa. Ah. Mark Ladner, Mario, Joe, they invested in us. I remember when I walked into Babo the first time with the, not for my first time, but with our almanac, this almanac I produced in 2004, Joe took it and then, you know, showed it to Mark and... The rest happened. so this radio station is actually, you could say, a and b creation, you know, yeah. kind of off on the sides. but Nice. So, yeah, they're definitely founding sponsors of us and therefore the station. So
1: Great. Yeah.
2: Yay. Thanks for all the business. I mean, not that it's <laughs> you, but, I mean, we appreciate it and so do our farmers. Sure. And there's that side to Joe's group, too. Yeah, that's keeping huge. Keeping agricultural they were, communities going.
3: They were really, um, there was a lot of foresight that went into uh investing you know with you in the start and, mm-hmm. and cuz it really with, without that i mean heritage foods would not would not be here and and just to see something and taste and be like this is a good product like yeah. we
2: And even yeah. today because of all their restaurants they could probably cycle through whole animals and just divide them up to the restaurants they use that much product they because the cuisines of We're Italy are so now. different are probably
3: losing everyone <laughs> no but, yeah. but i mean it's true they cause, this is how patrick and i spend our afternoons i'm like, like are we know. losing bmb no but they just <laughs> no, no, stay puttery and, and and talk about it. they stay loyal to their
2: team and that's great they yeah. have, i've always sensed that being a very loyal group
3: very
1: very to loyal to each
2: other and everybody to you know.
1: each other i mean there's a lot of people that you know started before me or started around my time and maybe they're not at babo but they're off at del posto or maybe now they're working at italy so mm-hmm. i think that mario and joe have a knack for you know choosing like-minded people but they also really invest in people that they like um i'm probably a really good example of that um giving me the opportunity to take over his office when i wanted to leave social work mm-hmm. i was just a hostess at babo it wasn't really you know terribly important to the company and um yeah, but they've done that for a lot of people. They really do look out for people that they like, and it's, uh, it's reciprocal.
2: Mm. Very cool.
3: Yeah. Um, I have one, one last question. Yeah. Uh, your job, it just, you know, it sounds like there's just, like, a lot. It's coming at you all the time. But what is, what is that one thing that, that keeps you in it and keeps you there?
1: I would say the people. Joe, for sure. Um, but everybody that sort of makes up Joe's world—everybody at Italy, everybody at, at BBHG—again, when you work with people that you like, it it doesn't feel like work. It's actually this is the first job I've had where I don't think there's been one day where I've ever dreaded coming into the office. Really, never. And that's probably why I've never played hooky or mm-hmm. called in <laughs> sick. Not that I could get away with it. Um, it, it is fun, and I think that the people really make it what it is. Great.
2: Very cool. Well, thanks, thanks. for coming on. Thank you thanks for having for me. Nice yeah, this great.
1: I love Bushwick. I love Roberta's. This has been great.
2: And you got to eat at his restaurant uh, one of these days. Sushi. sushi. One of the,
1: yeah, it's or right across hello. the street. A, Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I love sushi, so I will. I will definitely be there great yeah i check out the new hi hello
0: it's called momo sushi shack
2: and hi hello is a new place <laughs> off the jefferson train and that has got like four of the best sandwiches
0: yes in the world. outside the b&b restaurant group. yeah of course in the course. world outside
2: of- <laughs> and
3: one of the best hot dogs <laughs> in new york city which yes. is saying
0: something that's saying something.
3: i'm i mean i consider myself a connoisseur of fine hot dogs connoisseur. <laughs> <Kind of laughs> <snow. laughs> <laughs> right. um Well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll catch you guys this time uh, next Sunday. Thanks for tuning into the main course. Okay. Bye.
1: The theme song for the main course is "I Never Had" by Breedlove and Chu Fu. Thanks for listening.